This week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast is brought to you by our brand new report, India Art and Philanthropy. We launched the report in partnership with WRB Underwriting, and we take a look at some of the trends in the Indian art market, and we look at its potential to become a leader in art and philanthropy. You can get the report for free right now on ArtTactic.com. Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Green. This week's episode, we chat with David Chow. He's co-founder of Art21, one of the leading Shanghai contemporary art fairs that occurs each year in November. This past November, they completed their sixth edition of the fair. They're getting more and more blue-chip galleries, not only within Asia, but outside of Asia from the U.S. and Europe. It's really one of the leading fairs. We chat with David about many different aspects of the fair, including how, how it went this time, we also talk about some of the blue chip galleries from U.S. and Europe and how are they targeting contemporary collectors in Asia? What kind of art are they bringing to the fair? Are they getting better at uh, targeting them effectively and selling to them? We also talk to David just about the Chinese art market in general, specifically the contemporary art market there. Is the political tension between the U.S. and China, is that having any impact on the market there at all? And what's the Chinese contemporary art ecosystem like? So if we think about the galleries, the museums, the schools, how is that infrastructure going? How is it maturing? How different is it than what we see in U.S. and Europe? Then lastly, we ask him to identify some of the major misconceptions that the contemporary art world in U.S. and Europe has about the collecting community in Asia. So we hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks so much. David, we appreciate you joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. How are things going in Shanghai? It's good. It's the um, it's the Chinese New Year right now, so it's kind of quiet, but it's it's good. Much needed rest. Well, happy New Year to you. Thank you. So you just wrapped up the sixth edition of the fair this past November. Over these past six years, how have you seen exhibiting galleries, as well as collectors attending the fair, really change during that six years? Oh, it's much changed um, since our first edition, which is back in 2013. Uh, back then, actually, there's really wasn't that many collectors and people buying Western contemporary art. Um, well, definitely in the primary market. But, you know, after um, um, we start doing the fair, you start seeing more and more collectors kind of converting into um, start buying Western art. So that's a much, much changed um, situation. This past year, your fair featured several blue chip galleries that were exhibiting from U.S. and Europe, like Swerner, Gagosian, Hauser and Worth, Pace, and others. Do you feel like they're catering to a certain collector base when they're selecting the actual works they're going to exhibit at your fair? Or are they treating it just like any other fair and just focusing on bringing high quality works? What's their strategy usually going into these fairs? I think that's the reason why we are um, at the stage of success that we are right now is because we really help these um, Western galleries when they participate or come to China for the first time to kind of understand what this market is all about um, and what their expectations should be. You know, it's they, like we always tell them you, you, you shouldn't treat this um, market the way you treat, you know, some other fairs. Uh, it's 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 a new market. That's that's the thing about China. It's it's there's so much potential with um, with 
not the existing collector base, but the potential collector base there are. So there's so much more education that we have to do together to kind of attract a potential collector base. So the stuff we kind of tell them to bring or the stuff they, or, or for the galleries who's been here for a long time, been in Asia for a long time, they kind of understand um, what they need to attract the new potential collectors. And I think that's the potential of China uh, more so than any other country in the world right now. Yeah, and I think you have a really interesting perspective because not only are you the co-founder of the fair, but you're also a relatively young Chinese collector. What can you share with us regarding how your interactions have been with these U.S. and European galleries from a collector's point of view? Um, What kind of art are they showing you? How has that dialogue changed over the years with them? You know, I've I've been doing this for a long time. Um, I I started collecting when I was, you know, uh, 19, you know, back in 2003. Um, I've seen so much changes, you know, let's say in the primary market, you know, in the gallery scene. Um, You know, for the galleries who's who's, who's really treating this market Asia... um, as a, as, a, as a primary target, they are very, uh, they have a lot of, let's say, um, they understand and they have time to kind of wait on it. You know, they have patience. Um, but I've seen some other galleries, let's say, let's say a much like smaller in scope or, or galleries in, in not your typical kind of like major kind of galleries. Um, sometimes they, of course, you know, it's, it's understandable because they don't have the resource that bigger major galleries have, but sometimes they are, they, they want to, you know, see success in the first or second try, which is, that is kind of hard in this market, you know? So I think patience is probably the most crucial thing to become successful in Asia right now. It seems more and more U.S. and European galleries are opening up physical locations in China. How effective have these spaces been to sell art to Chinese collectors? And what other strategies are you seeing being employed by galleries who may not have a physical presence there? I think it's, it's, it's major. It's very important. Um, when, when you have, when you have like physical presence in, in, in not just in China but in Asia, it makes people trust you more. It makes people recognize you more, um, especially now when they um, many of them are opening in Hong Kong. Um, some are starting in, in Shanghai, but because maybe tax issue. But if there weren't the tax issue, they would be opening in Shanghai a lot more. But but I see, but I see, you know, it's it's major, it's major, it's it's that's just the case. Like um, like fashion brands were back like in, in, back in twenty or fifteen years ago. Because uh, people can only remember a certain number of brands, and if galleries itself are brands, then the early, the earlier they come, you know, the, the it's easier for people to recognize them. So I think it's crucial. And and for for galleries like let's say um, David Swerner, Hauser, or even or Gagosian, you know, they've been here for over a decade now. You know, they understand this market. They send people here for over a decade. So that trust, it's not just that because they're major galleries with the resources they have, but it's the trust that 
people see their brands over the last decade that people are able to trust them a lot more because I for sure know they didn't do so well um, in the first couple of years. But now because of the brand, because of the resource they have, because of the way they work with the local collectors doing, doing shows and at their own physical galleries, that's what it helps them. Yeah, and so if you aren't one of the major blue chip galleries that can open up a space in China, what's the most effective way to really connect with Chinese collectors and target them and sell some of your artist's works to them? Um, like I kind of just mentioned, you know, there's like the, for the galleries without the resources that these major galleries have, many of them are very um, smart. Um, I mean, they come here a lot. That's one that's one major um, thing they have to do. Like they either the gallery owners come themselves or they have representatives here. So uh, their presence is seen. But they work. Uh, one very good strategy is the, there are many private and public museums opening up in China every year right now. And some, some galleries are smart in that they, they work with them a lot now. You know, they sell um, the artists and the art pieces to these museums and to these private collectors who have uh, a major influence over the market or over other collectors. And they're very smart in doing so. So they work with their private foundations. Like I have my own CC foundations that I work with a lot of galleries now. And I especially um, like to work with, you know, up and coming galleries or, or, um, or, or, or smaller galleries to, to support them. Um, so, so that's the one, that's one other way to, to kind of have your presence in, 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 in Asia right now, right? at least in China. We've seen on and off again political and economic tension between the U.S. and China. Is that something that's having an impact on the Chinese art market? Are you seeing people talk about it at your fair or in any other forums related to the Chinese art market? Well, I think there's certainly a, um, a confidence issue right now. Um, if you're talking about like like if we're really talking about um, if it's a major issue in terms of real dollar. Um, problem, I, I think there's less so because for the people who have money here in Asia, who wants to spend money on art, they're going to spend regardless. You know, that's as, from as far as I can see. But it's more of a confidence issue. Um, but, <clears throat> I mean, if we reverse engineer it and think about, you know, the other from, from the other perspective is that because of the confidence issue that people have over the future, that some of them might even devote more money into this market you know that's that's my way of thinking and, and 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 i believe you know that's what some of the other collectors way of thinking you know they want um you know there's nothing more certain than very good and blue chip art i guess I wanted to ask you about what the chinese contemporary art ecosystem is like nowadays so when I say that, I mean the galleries, the museums, the auction houses, the art schools, and how they all interact with each other. H how is that maturing? And what are some of the major differences between the ecosystem there in China versus in U.S. and Europe? Oh, you know, the reason I'm doing this, the reason I'm doing the art fair, you know, I, I wouldn't be doing the art fair. If, you know, I, I, I guess my, my position as a collector and as a private foundation um, supporting art, I... I couldn't be, I couldn't do an art fair if I were in a Western um, art ecosystem. 
right? Um, you know, it's kind of, it's not a conflict of interest, but I, I think I just shouldn't do it. But here in China, the reason I did it back in 2013 was because it was a much needed, you know, China needed a quality um, art fairs at that time because, because, because to attract those potential art collectors that I mentioned to kind of convert these entrepreneurs, <clears throat> these people who, who might be interested in art, it's so much, it's important. It's not just the job of the galleries in China to, to do that because, because it's kind of a daunting task for them to go into a gallery and know nothing about art and just start buying art. That just didn't work. So we, we did it. We opened a, a small boutique-ish kind of art fair back in 2013 with only 29 galleries so that we can make this environment of buying art much more smooth and easy for these potential uh, um, collectors. And that's the same mentality that we have today. So, so right now, um, the art ecosystem in China is with so much potential, but so much work that needs to be done to attract these potential um, people, and not just entrepreneurs, not just the, the, the rich people I, I'm talking about. You know, for, in our, at R21, you know, I, I see a majority of buying actually happens right now, which I'm so happy for, with uh, people who sometimes just want to decorate their homes with, you know, some um, less excessive art. You know, that's one thing that I'm so happy that we've done uh, you know, after six years of, of having the fair. So, yeah, so, so I'm extremely happy that, you know, our fair is doing its work. And at the same time, you see private museums happening. You know, China has probably the fastest growth rate of pri private museums of anywhere in the world, right? Because there's less public museum doing contemporary art. Uh, and at the same time, you see galleries because of our fair, because of all these Western galleries, the top galleries come to China, They've upped their game, you know, like, like, for the last six years. So I think that's that's major. That's all major. So I think outside of China, there's a lot of stereotypes about Chinese collectors, Chinese artists, the Chinese art market. I imagine you see some of that when exhibiting galleries at the fair, exhibit for the first time, and um, they realize some of these things aren't true. So what would you say are a few of the stereotypes you've seen or heard about the Chinese collectors and Chinese art market that aren't true, uh, and what's the truth? Well, I think the one major, major thing is people's expectation of this market. You know, people expect they come to China with all these hot money um, you know, they would just be success. They just do, they just be successful overnight, which is just impossible. And uh, there's so much work. Like people think people with money in China is, you know, they, 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 they they're not very smart with the money, but that's actually not true. You know, from what we've seen and from people who's been here for a long time, they know collectors here, the potential collectors. They are very smart people and they like to educate themselves they like to learn once they get once they become interested in something you know if this art collecting thing become a hobby of theirs they learn quickly they learn extremely quickly you know they learn everything about the market they learn everything about art they learn how this thing works you know in in a year or two and they know what they want to buy what they what their collection should be looking like you know so so it it's it, it takes time, like like mentioned before, like the patience 
So that's one major big um, misconception, I think, that for people who's never been here and, but, and also for galleries who want to come to this market is that they, there's work to be done. And, and, but, and also one other thing is sometimes you see galleries bring the, the, what, what happened before, you know, like maybe five, six years ago is that galleries bring um, big name artists, but less certain important work, you know, like second tier, third tier work, which, you know, people are, people are not going to buy those work here. You know, like, like, like back in, back in the days, like in the eighties in Japan, you know, uh, people bring Picasso, people bring all the modern works by, you know, by, by big name artists, but you know, less work and they, they, they bought everything, but that's not the case in China. You don't see people buying bad Picassos here. You know, if they want to buy Picasso, they buy the best Picassos. And we've seen that in, in the secondary market, in the auction market, Christie's Sotheby's, you know, a lot of major, major important pieces are bought by Asian collectors, but major works. And you also have your foundation that you've been running for a long time. Tell us about the motivation for launching that and what your primary goals are at that foundation. Yeah, um, actually, I started the foundation a while back, a while ago, like back in 2008, but it really, uh, but I never really thought I never really had a perfect sense and focus on what exactly I want to do with it. So, but it's I'm not until like 2012 that I start having a clear sense. Um, the foundation wants to promote the best, most exciting um, young artists from all over the world, not just China, but from all over the world and show them in, um, in China, especially in, in Shanghai. Uh, we have a physical um, space. It's not a museum. You know, we don't want to, you know, I, right now at this stage, I want to spend more money on promoting and also on, on doing great shows and also buying more art. So, um, so museum is not um, in my um, in my agenda right now, but maybe in the future it will. But right now, it's more about <clears throat> making um, the shows that we do known throughout 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 the throughout the the art world, I guess. Um, so we have a huge presence, but we have a huge probably the biggest presence on social media in China. On, um, on WeChat, um, Weibo, which is equivalent of your of Instagram or um, or Twitter, uh, we have over a million fans. We do our own shows. You know, we do our own podcasts. We do our own video um, vlog and all kinds of stuff. We promote artists. We do artist studio visit. You know, with the shows. So for each episode that we do, you know, we we get over a million um, um, click on on the in- internet. So so I think. Right now, I think the foundation is kind of changed. It's not a physical presence. It, it is a physical presence, but it's not just a physical presence. We want, like, we want to utilize social media. We want to make the brand, the CC Foundation brand, um, um, to be to be to be the brand to promote arts. So that's our goal, um, short term, right now. And do you have a website for the foundation? <clears throat> uh, we do have a. Well, we do have a website for the foundation, but it's kind of under um, construction right now because, you know, website in terms of like PC, it's not so, so much usage right now in China, but we're working on the English version. That's why. So, um, but, but, but you can check us out on, 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 on Instagram. It's just CC foundation and also on, on, on Weibo and WeChat, you know, and we, 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 we upload the videos on Facebook too. So, and also what's the website for art 21? For our listeners who want to learn more, it's 
Yeah, it's art021.org. Um, and, um, you know, we have everything they need on the site, you know, application form, um, the past edition, pictures. Yeah, everything they need to know. David, thanks so much again for coming on to the podcast. We really appreciate you talking with us about Art 21, as well as several facets of the Chinese contemporary art market and art scene. We really appreciate your insights and have a happy new year again. And thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Adam. I uh, expect to see you in um, China in November. (laughs) Uh Sounds good. See you there. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much.